Welcome to The Empowered Place, a place for amazing souls like you to stop playing small and start playing big. I'm your host, Tracy, and I truly believe that vulnerability can and will heal the world. On this podcast, we encourage anyone and everyone to share their stories and let their heart be heard. Whether it's through solo episodes, guest interviews, or coaching calls with courageous clients, we hope every episode will leave you feeling empowered and ready to create your life on your own terms. Here, we don't give away our power. Here, we become empowered. Hello, my wonderful empowered community. Welcome back to another episode. And just like every episode, we touch on different topics that are topics to help empower you, to help open your mind, your heart, and just think from a more expansive consciousness. This particular episode I'm really, really excited for, for you to hear, especially if you are an artist of some kind, whether you are a musician, a singer, a dancer, an actor, or you paint or draw, any form of art that allows you to express, this is going to be a fantastic episode for you to listen in on. Today I have on Roy Ali. Roy is a hip-hop artist, poet, and breathwork coach from San Jose, California. His mission is to use the spoken word and breathwork as vehicles to inspire, encourage, and empower those who he reaches with the hopes of reaching disenfranchised urban communities in the process. His vision is to bring holistic health to the hip hop community and to restore the initial principles of hip hop before it was exploited by the music industry. That is peace, unity, love, and just as important, having fun. You can reach his social media accounts, find his music, and learn more about what he has to share at his website in the show notes below. I'm really excited to get in this. Please let me know what you think of the episode by writing a review in Apple Podcasts. And I look forward to hearing how you enjoy it. And until then, enjoy the episode. Well, I mean, music has been a part of my life for all of my life. I'm sure like all of us can say that. But I feel like for me, like particularly, especially, and um, I used to, as long as I can remember, far back as I can remember, I used to, like my dad would play a song, my mom would play a song. Mm-hmm. I would like remember the instrumental way before we had iPods, play the instrumental in my head mm-hmm. and like make my own song. And I, I, I thought that was normal. I thought that was a normal thing to do. So I just did that for years and years and years. And then I finally like told somebody about it and they're like, no, I don't do that. It's not normal. And I was like, what? But it is. It is normal for you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I never really thought anything of it. But um, yeah, it wasn't until I was 17 that I actually decided to 
like write the words down or try to write the words down. And I've did it a couple of times before that, just like messing around. I would like make little spoof songs. But like this was my first time like being serious. And I was surprised by what came out. And like I showed it to my sister. And she was like, damn, that's good. Then I showed it to my brother and he was like, okay. And you know, <laughs> getting that confirmation from both of them, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna keep trying this. And I did it like every day for a couple of weeks. And then at the end of that couple of weeks, I was like, I know what I'm doing. I'm done with school. I'm gonna be a rapper. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I just like continued to to write like every single day for I want to say at least a year. It's been great. I've learned a lot through through it. And um, you know, although um, materially like a richness hasn't uh, manifested from it, spiritually a richness has manifested for it that yeah money can never replace yeah yeah and then what type of you said you rap is that the music that you gravitate towards is rap and hip-hop yeah very cool why do you think music is such a universal language like everyone everyone seems even if a song is not in, in like let's say the language we speak or vice versa somehow music affects people on a deep emotional level why do you think that is yeah because i think like kind of like rhythm and cadence and like you know emotion i guess you can say that's what rhythm and cadence feels like to me is just you don't have to know what somebody's saying like word for word to to get what they're feeling like you can transfer that emotion yeah and that that automatically is going to move people I have a world travel playlist on Spotify that I like listening to. It's most of the playlist is not even in English. And I, and, and I really, I really jammed to them. Like they make me happy. And my mom asked me, why do you listen to Spanish music? You, you can't understand it. Like, you don't know what they're saying. I'm like, I don't need to know what they're saying. It's, it's the, yeah, like what you're saying, it's the instrumental, it's the flow, it's the, the, the beat in my chest or whatever that feeling, um, emulates in me you know like you're saying it's not all about the words but words are powerful and I think that's that's cool that you write your own music it's something that I've been trying to really work on because that never really came natural to me I'm definitely much more of like a performer and a singer um is is that something that's just natural for you the writing the lyrically yeah um yeah, I would say so. Like I always, I've always enjoyed writing, like even beyond just like writing music and poetry. Like I just like writing, expressing myself through that medium because I feel like growing up there was a lot I wanted to say, but I didn't really feel like the confidence or really the safety to say it, to like speak my mind and speak my heart. So there was nobody to judge me there but myself when it came to me putting words on a piece of paper. And I was free to say whatever I wanted to say and feel however I wanted to feel. And that was liberating for me. It was the way I could express. But like expression is a part of healing as well. It's like things are coming up to the surface and we gotta let it actually process rather than shoving it down like we're kind of trains to do condition to do 
And I think that you said something like that's that was that was it. Like I think that's why us as musicians and artists we gravitate towards it so much is because that is our outlet to express. And when we express and when we feel, that's when we start to heal. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful space. Like you ever hear, especially big time artists, like great example, Michael Jackson. I don't know if you ever heard him say, I'm sure you know, but he was a very shy person off the stage. But once he got on the stage and was in that that bubble of expression, that's when his truth came out. That's when he was really able to just flow and be himself. And I think that's so cool. Um, People are put off by that sometimes when they're like, oh, you're shy off the stage, but you go in front of like hundreds of thousands of people and you're not shy anymore. And and it's, it's because that's the time to, I guess like in a way, like sometimes it's, it's therapy. It's cathartic in the sense that it's therapy. When you're on the stage, that's that's your hour or two to just <laughs> let it all out, you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's definitely a very powerful way to move and like kind of alchemize certain emotions. Like I consider myself an alchemist. I take the situations in my life that are like shit or lead, and I turn it into gold. And that's what I realized when I first started writing. Like I would kind of start off naturally in the process, like talking about what was happening in my environment, what was happening within me. And sometimes it wasn't, you know, very positive. But then by the end of the verse, I always would bring myself to this positive, empowering space. Mm-hmm. So it was like through the process, I was basically transmuting those emotions. I was watching, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I don't know if you know, uh, Kevin Hart, he started this new like little talk show that he does. And I don't know if it's exclusively for YouTube, but it's a beautiful, intimate space. And you know, he's, is he a musician? No, I know he's just like a comic and an actor. But you probably got an R&B project, something brewing in the background. (laughs) It's probably something bubbling up. It'll, it'll come out and a decade or so uh, <laughs> yeah but his first um his first guest was actually Miley Cyrus and she's not someone who I naturally gravitate towards to even like listen to musically but I don't really I don't really look at her interviews but I found this particular show interesting and I I think she's interesting so I was like I'll check it out and there was there was something she said, and I wrote it down. Like I journaled about it because it was really profound. There was something she said where she was like, the person I was when I was a little girl is the person I now am today. And that landed with me really beautifully. Like I had a I had a an epiphany moment with that because I understood what she meant. It's like we start out young really speaking our truth playing you know just being our true authentic selves and then over time we bring on all these um beliefs and conditions that aren't really true to who we are and then we start to kind of in a sense forget that little girl or boy and then somewhere down the line like I took that I took that phrase and what she said as she really just came back into remembrance of who she really is at her core and you know when she was young she would you know do 
probably play music, play songs. And I think what she also meant by it was, I don't know if you know Miley Cyrus much, but you know how she's kind of, she's, she's far out there. Like she does a lot of crazy things on stage and she just, she has no filter, <laughs> but that's what, that's what it's about. I think it's just about not caring about what other people think of you and just living in that playfulness, living in that flow, how we were when we were younger, you know? I can resonate with that. I mean, I feel like I've like held on to my, my young spirit and um, definitely music is one of those things that has helped me to like carry that throughout this whole time. Cause I, I feel like a lot of people really lose that youthful spirit like that natural curiosity and that natural kind of just, I was always like naturally hopeful as a kid, not even hopeful, like, cause hopeful like implies like some kind of imagination. Like I knew I had like faith that everything was going to be good. Everything is good. There was nothing that can convince me otherwise until, you know, started getting a little bit older and going through you know, certain traumas and just the conditioning of the adults around, you start to get convinced a little bit. And I remember like specifically, like purposely putting on like personalities, personally like putting on these suits and like being like, this is so phony, but everybody else does it. So let me do it too. I have to fit in. And after a while, you do it for so long that you you get convinced that that's reality until you snap out of it. Like, oh, wait, this is all bullshit. It's not real. <laughs> and now I'm back at that state. Sometimes it still gets me, but I'm back at that state where I'm just like, no, I don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Like, I know what, I know what feels right to me. It's such an empowering place to be, right? It is, yeah. <laughs> and then with what the thing that, Miley Cyrus said I think I resonated with that very closely right now because I kind of feel like I'm going through a metamorphosis at the moment in regards to music and tapping back into that little girl that when she was always with her friends whether they liked it or not I was going to turn on my favorite song and make up a, a dance routine like we were in a music video, you know, or that little girl that, you know, won the award in school for always having headphones in her ears, like listening to music nonstop, or just, I was always so curious and very passionate about music, but something happened over time where I didn't really, I was always timid about my voice, my singing voice, and I didn't really want to share it. I knew I was good, but I don't know. There was this weird thing where I felt like, like my dad always asked me to sing when I was younger because he thought I was really good. And I always said, no, I didn't want to. I was really shy about it. And I never knew why. And I think I am coming more into my own where I'm realizing when I was younger, I felt like I didn't have a, a voice. I'm just talking like speaking voice, you know, like I, I felt like I couldn't really stand up for myself. And for me, that's why singing is so, it's such a beautiful healing thing. And it makes me feel alive and confident because 
it allows me to have that voice. It allows me to have that um, expression. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm slowly kind of coming back to that little girl again. And it's a really beautiful thing, just getting more comfortable with it, with mm -hmm. her, so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you been, have you been writing anything recently or is it kind of just something that you're, you're sitting on some stuff? Are, are you trying to perform anywhere? Um, well, I mean, I write literally probably every, at least every other day, at least three times a week. Like I just write all the time, but, um, I do have stuff that I'm like kind of sitting on that I want to perform and then also record. And my plan is to just street perform, like do a street performing tour. Cause it's like, I don't know. I feel like the world needs it, you know? And um, it's gonna be hard to get into concerts nowadays with what's going on and the mandates and everything. So I'll bring the concert to them. <laughs> I look up to you for doing that, I really do. And it's something that I've, I've kind of been considering too. Um, kind of put my pride and ego aside and realize that I do it out of the love of performing. Shouldn't mm -hmm. matter where I am or how many people are watching. You know what I mean? And most of the time yeah. when people do street performances, um, they, you know, they get a good crowd eventually because it's a, it's a thing that um, I think a lot of people look up to because it's, it's seen as a very brave thing to do because a lot of people wouldn't do that, you know? Yeah, I I uh, I wanted to do it for, it's been years that I've been wanting to do it. And when I first got out there, I was like, nope. <laughs> Did not have the courage or the confidence to do it. Oh, so you tried and you set up everything. And then once you were there, you were like, no? I didn't even set up. I just got so like, oh no, I got scared. Didn't do it, didn't have the confidence, but I wasn't like regularly performing at all either. So confidence comes from, you know, doing something over and over. And, but I've been performing a lot in the past couple of years, especially in the past couple of months. So now I kind of have that confidence to where I can go out there and, I know, I know I can do it. I've done it plenty of times. And I've made mistakes plenty of times on stage and it's okay. Hell yeah, it is. It's completely okay. It makes you human and the people are like, oh, they're human. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's a win-win situation, whether they notice it or not. If they don't notice it, well then great, they don't notice it. If they do, like you just said, oh, I can relate to that person. I mess up all the time, cool. <laughs> you know yeah. yeah I'm normal weird tongue-tied awkward dude <laughs> that's amazing and I wanted to ask you something uh because you briefly mentioned because you have a entrepreneurial spirit I can tell with your breath work and with your music and what's cool is a lot of most of the guests that come onto my podcast we're just mirrors of each other you know I do breath work I sing I'm a musician and but, and I want to learn a little bit more about what you're trying to offer to the world. Because you said something, how you're trying to start this offering or this program where you do want to incorporate music for healing. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, Your vision? 
my music is like definitely already naturally healing and I mean because it's healing for me like when I now when I'm in the process of making music it's like it's for my healing it's for like ancestral healing it's for you know healing uh inner child wounds and, and stuff like that so within the music alone there's a healing but outside of that like I want to offer the practice that I personally use which is which is breath work and I feel like the community that could really benefit the most from breathwork is the same community that I came from, like the same kind of people going through the same kind of things. And that's not a that's not an audience that is targeted typically when it comes to breathwork or really very many spiritual practices at all. But there is also like a growing there's definitely a growing community of people who are like into hip hop, who also are really into like holistic health practices. And it's been, it's been in the elements of hip hop since the beginning as well. Like initially hip hop was a liberation movement. And there was a movement about, you know, getting community back together, tapping back into our roots. And that was kind of lost when it, when it got in the hands of the industry. And then it kind of became a weapon against that movement. And um, so I'm just trying to restore, I'm just trying to restore the mission of hip hop, basically. The initial movement. Yeah, I don't think I answered your question, but that's. Absolutely answer my question. You are a mover and a shaker and you're a leader. And that's amazing that you're, you're targeting a very specific community. Like, you know, your niche, you know, your gift and you have your vision. And that's really, really powerful. I, th I think you know exactly where you're going. And also I, I admire your, your mission. Thanks. So thank you in advance for what you're doing and what you're gonna be bringing to the world. That's exciting. Thank what's you. your what's your artist name? How can people find you on the streaming platforms? Uh, so it's it's Roy Ali, and it's spelled R O Y, and then Ali is A H H L E E. Well, yeah, definitely check him out. I'm definitely gonna listen to some of your stuff as well. Do you have any? I don't know, like any advice for anyone maybe just starting out in any genre that they want to create music in for maybe people like myself for that little girl that was would come up with every excuse in her head as to why she can't do it um do you have any just words of wisdom of how someone can just come into their truth and do the thing <laughs> Create. Yeah. Like the realization I had really young that kind of like really kept my rebel spirit alive was that as far as I know, this is it. This is one, my, my one life. I don't know about past lives and afterlives and all of that. Like that's just theory as of now, mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. 
The only thing I know for sure is that I have this life. Why would I not live it to the fullest? Why would I not do what I love? Like, it just didn't make sense to me when I thought of this when I was a kid. And I was like, no, I can't. I just can't. You know, like, we call it like a process of enlightenment or awakening. And like, you know, there's a mission and there's a journey, but it's just a journey to get back to what is already here. Like, in our core, in our essence, we know what it is. We know what's up. <laughs> and it's like more so remembering, more so than um, achieving anything or getting to any point. It's just like returning back to that center. Yeah. I think, and I've done this for a long time, and it's still something I'm working through. I do struggle with from time to time, but I think way too much on um, the logistics of everything like on how everything's going to work and how I'm going to piece this together and like, oh, okay, I need to build a team and things like that. But in reality, what we're, what we're missing here is that we just need to focus on the feeling of why you want to do this in the first place. All your whys usually just come back to a soul solid feeling that keeps you going, right? So yeah, I, I think that's something that I just have to keep reminding myself is that, you know, all the logics are up here in the head and we need to tap more into our bodies. And I think that us both as being breathwork facilitators, we understand that on like a deep level. Another way I see it too is like, I feel like a lot of us, especially the people probably I'm imagining listening to this are people who really want to provide service to the world and it's like if it's something that provides service to you if it's something that lifts your heart and lifts your spirits it's going to do the same for other people and the way I see it is like if we have a gift what's a gift if we don't give it it's not even a gift you know oh that's so good yeah that's so good Wait, that's so good. <laughs> Wait, what's a gift if we don't even give it? Because that's what a gift is. A gift is giving, a gift isn't taking. Yeah, it's not holding or it's not taking, it's giving. That's good. And when we give our gifts, we're always giving. That's what I always find. Like when I have the courage to go out there and you know speak from my heart, I always receive something in return. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. You're very welcome. Where are you based right now? Oh, well, um, you're, you're in Oregon now, but where are you typically based for music and stuff? I don't. I don't have a typical base. <laughs> Move around all the time. Like, I haven't been anywhere for longer than like six months in the past three years. That's right. When I first uh, met you virtually. You were living out of your van, and I thought that was the coolest thing because that's a little dream of mine to do van life. Yeah, that's so you're you're a nomad basically. Yeah, I'm a nomad right now. <laughs> awesome, which means that more people can see you live. Exactly. Yeah, the plan is to go to Tennessee. So, if anybody's on the route to Tennessee. Then... Hello. <laughs> In uh, are you Nashville or? Uh, it's closer to Memphis. My mom just moved to, I forget what it's called, but it's like 45 minutes 
east of Memphis. Cool. Amazing. Well, thanks for coming on. Was there any final things, any words of wisdom you want to leave my listeners before heading out around this topic that you feel like they need to hear? Mm. I would say the most powerful practice that I've been Mm -hmm. using recently is is gratitude. And it's like, Mm -hmm. if you can just wake up and find five reasons to be grateful before you go to sleep, find five reasons to be grateful. After a couple of days, you will see that you start doing it during the day. Like you're just like, you find all these weird little random reasons to be grateful. And like, that's the highest vibration that we can be in right now. And I just started seeing the news in the past couple of days. I usually don't watch it. My grandpa has it on all the time. Mm -hmm. And I could see like this fear is just like, really, they're pushing really hard that that vibration of gratitude to to keep the balance. That's so good. Yeah, because it's a practice. So eventually you're just going to shift your vibration to naturally become that. Like after a while, you might start to like, how does gratitude move through your body? You might start to walk with more gratitude. However, that emotion looks and feels or moves or breathes, you start to embody that. I think it's, I think it's a lot more. I, I, I agree with you. I think it's a lot more than just writing things down sometimes we can write 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 all we want but if we're not embodying that and feeling into that feeling what's the point you know sing it dance it <laughs> yes sing it and dance it it's such a great way to close it out just keep oh, actually, one more thing, if i could say one more thing because i figured out this practice like a couple weeks ago like i've been trying to do like these mirrored self-love practices yeah it's never worked for me it felt so like just kind of facetious and phony and weird and I just couldn't stick with it and then I just decided to rap to myself in the mirror and I felt that same like feeling of like self-love through doing that so it's like we don't necessarily have to use the same format and we shouldn't, that everybody else uses when it comes to our like mm-hmm. self-love practices. Like whatever is natural to you. Like mm-hmm. if you're a singer, sing to yourself in the mirror. If you're a dancer, like dance to yourself in the mirror. Like, I feel like when it's more personal, when the practices are more personal, they they get rooted much deeper in us. So it's like finding the practices you like, but figuring out a way to make it connect to you to your personality. I love it. That was such beautiful advice and such a beautiful way to close out. And thank you. Thank you. Because I, these are all practices. These are all practices. And what might not work for another might work for someone else and vice versa. We all have to find what works for us. But I think at the end of the day, what's really important is moving your body and feeling vibration. So like the moving the body part could be the dancing, the shifting into another vibration can be the singing because singing can be that shifting the vibration in your body. 
you know, when, when you sing, you literally feel vibrations in your chest and in your throat and in your, you know, your third eye chakra and, and all that. So yeah, whatever works for you, do that. Um, but I think that was beautiful. I think that's a great, great advice. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. You are welcome. Thanks again, Roy. Thank you. Hey, sweet one. Thanks for tuning in today. If you'd like to stay connected with me and this community for more exclusive content like special offerings, meditations, breathwork, and embodiment videos, then sign up in the show notes to become a part of the Empowered Email Community. If you are interested in working with me as a private client for coaching, you can book your free clarity call for my six-month mentorship in that same link. My one-on-one program is an intimate and safe container with me where we dive deep into your subconscious and shift paradigms so you can actually create a life you love on your own terms. If you found value in this episode, I love hearing your takeaways in a short review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're an active listener, you have the option to support the podcast with a monthly contribution. Whether it's by writing a review or giving what you can, you are helping other magical humans like yourself find this magical community. Thank you for being here. You are in the right place. You are in the empowered place.